The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I am Reagan Kelly, and I am joined by my awesome co-host... Laura Nash. And I have a question for you, Reagan. How well do you know Fractions now that you've played Frog Fractions? Uh, You know, it was never my strong suit. Uh, Math has never been my best subject. Uh, But I think actually having played Frog Fractions, I now know everything there is to know about Fractions, so... And I know less. <laughs> That's right. We were talking this week about Frog Fractions. We've actually mentioned Frog Fractions a couple of times on the show. And uh, we're not talking just about Frog Fractions, but we're also talking about sort of the Frog Fractions expanded universe of gaming properties. And this is a tricky one for spoiler reasons, because I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that we're not just talking about an educational game or an edutainment title. Uh, Frog Fractions is a series of games that are sort of known for hiding their complexity under the bushel of a very uh, sort of mundane-looking game on the surface. And so we've played for this week, we're going to talk about both the original Frog Fractions and Frog Fractions, which just got a re-release on Steam. It was originally a Flash title. The Game of the Decade edition. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but honestly, I guess they could... They could make that argument if they want. I think Polygon said it was 121st of their top 500 games of the decade. Oh. So they, they have used that as an excuse to release Game of the Decade Edition. Well, way to go to them. I think that's uh, that's great. And it is, a I think, a pretty cool and in some ways important game that you've probably already heard of if you're listening to this. But we'll still be kind of doing progressive disclosures of spoilers as we go here. Um, So yes, the original Frog Fractions released in, I think, 2012. I'll double check that. Pretty long time ago. Yeah, 2012 as a web browser game uh, by the solo developer whose name I think is uh, Jim Stormdancer. Uh, And uh, it was a surprise success for reasons that we'll have to get into uh, a little bit past our initial spoiler discussion. Um, But Frog Fractions is not what it seems on the surface, which is it seems to be a... Uh, you know, a very basic, uh, almost number munchery kind of uh, fraction learning game featuring a frog eating bugs. Um, but it's not that under the hood. And uh, there ha- the, this developer, Jim Stormdancer, has released other games as part of this sort of series, sort of, uh, over the years. And the most recent release is a re-release of Frog Fractions that includes uh, a $10 DLC called Hop's Iconic Hat that lets you play the original Frog Fractions, but wearing a hat. And that's all you get from the description. So all of the descriptions will just say, you can pay $10 for a hat. Tiny spoiler, as in the game, it's not just $10 for a hat. Right. The whole gimmick of Frog Fractions is that it hides a lot of game underneath that veneer of incredible mundanity. And uh, the DLC is no exception to that. And that's why we're here talking about it. We, we talked about maybe doing an episode on Frog Fractions 2, which is a bit of a spoiler to even say that. But Frog Fractions 2 was buried within the uh, 
kid-oriented fairy-themed city-building simulator called Glittermitten Grove, which is actually in that bundle that we uh, we talked about recently, the um, uh, the bundle for racial equality on itch.io. So if you have that, you already have uh, Glittermitten Grove, which is the container that that houses Frog Fractions 2. And Frog Fractions 1 is now available completely free on Steam. You can download it uh, and get a nice... Uh, HD version that runs better than the browser version and no longer relies on you having Adobe Flash installed, which is a nice Which plus. I don't think works after the fall. Right, yeah. It's, so yes. good timing for them to do a re-release of, of this important browser game as an actual game. Um, but yeah, so we're we're mostly going to be talking about the original Frog Fractions and the, then the new DLC for the original Frog Fractions. We're not really going to be talking so much about Frog Fractions 2, a.k.a. Glitter Mitten Grove on this episode. And before we get into spoilers, can I say two things that this game is not, in case you're wondering? Uh, if you're hearing like kind of weird Twitter fave game a lot under the hood, uh, this is not secretly a horror game, mm. and this is not secretly a game for mature audiences. Right. I just want to put that out there, that it's not that kind of stuff under the hood. Yeah, it goes all in for weirdness, but does not go in for shock value. Yes, it is not vulgar. It is clean. Uh, it is a weird game that you could show to no nine or 10 year old there's not even any blood in it so yeah i wouldn't say that a nine or 10 year old would have get that it. much fun playing it uh maybe <laughs> no. they'd enjoy the frog fractions bug eating portions uh, but uh yeah they it's not gonna it's not going to um disgust anyone or it's not going to pull a bait and switch and seem like a childhood you know game that switches up and becomes a dark dark gross thing it's not like that it's it's more just about finding ways to surprise and delight you with strange stuff that you would not be expecting in a frog fraction game it's lawful weird right yeah that's that's a good way to put it i just remembered it's not strictly clean there is reference to bug pornography and some blurred (laughs) bugs doing it in the original frog fractions game so you know if the mention of the word pornography Puts you off. No pun intended. <laughs> or gets you off. It's, hey, we're not here to or judge. Or gets you off. I mean, if, if, if there's anything more on bug pornography that's uh, your bag, uh, maybe uh, think about that in Frog Fractions. Yeah, yeah. Bug pornography is... Uh, talk about a you know lure to bring people in. This game includes oh. bug pornography. What an asterisk I need to say to this is a clean game. Yes, that's the only asterisk. And also the bug pornography is... is it's bugs, guys, and it's also it's also uh, humorously um, uh, mosaicked. So that is that is a, a good warning. Thank you, Laura. So um, I uh, because this is a whole series about surprises, we're kind of putting our uh, spoiler break flag here early. Uh, we're going to first talk about. Frog Fractions, the original game. We've already talked about that a little bit way back on some episode, but we've never done a full episode talking about Frog Fractions. So we're going to talk a little bit about the original Frog Fractions, which we've both replayed, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the DLC, uh, which is, and I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, a new whole Frog Fractions game buried in the You Get to Wear a Hat DLC. So uh, that's that's where we're going. I'm going to start with a spoiler break just on the original Frog Fractions. We'll do a second spoiler break for Frog Fractions, you know, N, whatever this continue Is it two, three, four, whatever it is? Yeah. 
Frog Fashion, the nth power. And and just before we take that spoiler break, I want to say that this new version is PC only, yes. even though the original one, I think, was Mac Linux PC. Yeah, it was browser-based, so it could run on anything. But yes, this one is Windows only. Yes, and also that the first game, Frog Fractions, I replayed in like an hour, hour and a half. Uh, and the DLC is probably about two hours. Yeah, good good point. Thank you. Um, so uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. And uh, here it is, your probably first spoiler break. So yeah, uh, how to explain Frog Fractions 1. Uh, you know, this was something that I played. I didn't quite play it in the original. Like it, when it first came out in 2012, it, it got passed around in a sort of a viral way. Being a web game, it was good for that sort of thing. And that was still the days where, you know, everybody was checking their Twitter in front of a desktop computer, probably that could run a flash game in a browser. Like this was, this was a time that was like well set up for this sort of thing. And it wasn't the only game like this at the time. There were other games that were sort of playing with this idea of like, there's, there's something more going on here than what meets the eye. But this was by far the most sort of viral and popular of those. Yeah. There were a couple games that had a little bit of, you know, weirdness underneath, but this one took it to multiple stages and had a lot more there the the top game the surface level game is so simple that i i actually made a game that was a frog sitting on a lily pad eating bugs with their tongue for discovery channel (laughs) yes discovery channel when i was a cricket moon because they wanted like some really cheap games and i think we used it and i think i i used a screenshot from um you know this predates frog fractions but a million people have made the game where you sit on a lily pad and click your mouse and you zap bugs yeah um, i think there was a uh, there was an atari game that was essentially this i have a vectrex mm-hmm. game that is essentially this although it involves jumping our version had like pop-up facts like ah. that was the, like it was like for because it was discovery channel as opposed to pop-up fractions as opposed to pop-up fractions i think your so. first hint here that this isn't just a simple edutainment game is that it completely fails as an edutainment game because it's not asking you to actually do any math it's j- literally just you you eat a bug and it shows you a fraction <laughs> it doesn't actually like require that you like figure out anything about the fractions or like convert them to decibels or anything like that it just it, there there are fractions that appear on screen as as you're doing this very like click and eat, click and eat, click and eat kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's not a very good edutainment title. <laughs> yeah. And the UI has stuff like score and fruit and dignity, Zork mids, like none of that is edutainment. It's just all nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you, as you play the game, you are collecting fruit, you know, the, 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 um, and it's actually quite difficult to collect at first because you can't originally move, uh, so you have to figure you first you have to buy an upgrade that lets you move around by riding a turtle. Um, and there's a number of upgrades that you can get as you go throughout the the original sort of chunk of the game. You know, but there there's things like, you know, riding on a turtle, convert the turtle into a dragon. Um, all of this comes from buying upgrades from a little upgrade thing that happens after every round using the fruit that you collect as you're playing the fraction game. So my first warning of weirdness is um, when I was buying all these delightfully weird power-ups and I got to a point where I'd bought most of the power-ups and then suddenly there's a kind of artificial wall where power-ups that previously cost 10 fruit now cost 25,000 fruit. And it's clear that there's something you need to do to get a ton more fruit than what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing that like... 
the the place where when I first played this game years and years ago, I literally had to look this up, which made me feel very stupid. Um, and also it's the place where like you know, lots of people have particularly early on when this was getting passed around would get past this game. Hey, hey, check this out. This frog fractions game. This is hilarious. I don't want to tell you anything about it. I'm just going to give you this frog fractions game or this link to it and go check this out. It's great. And then a lot of people ended up just sort of playing the frog fractions game and never getting anywhere past the original sort of level of it. And it is because it's not really obvious in the game that at some point you can dive down below the water. So once you've upgraded your turtle that you're riding around on to a dragon, uh, you can move all over the screen. And if you go down below the water, you find that all of the apples that you've been unable to grab during the course of the game have been piling up along with many thousands of others in a big pile under the water and you can go down and collect them and suddenly you have unlimited apples and you can go back up and and use those on all of the upgrades that you pretend you know previously couldn't afford including warp drive it's like the rosebud hack in sims suddenly you have just so much money (laughs) yeah it it's it's great and that feeling is really fun but it's also like at the after that point the the scales have fallen from your eyes and you can see into the infinite of frog fractions. It's uh, it's it's really great. So um, we won't be going through beat by beat all of the bits in frog fractions, but both the original game and frog fractions uh, se- sequel DLC that we're going to be talking about later are both sort of made up of a series of I wouldn't exactly call them mini games because it does a good job of stringing them together into a kind of narrative, sort of. But the game has sort of an overall narrative of a frog going on a big journey. And the uh, and every few minutes, the game completely changes its gameplay style. So in the original Frog Fractions, you know, there's uh, there's uh, space shooter portions there's uh, a portion that resembles a courtroom scene uh, that's sort of like a like a Phoenix Wright. There's a, a portion that's done as a text adventure that's very much in the tradition of old school uh, Infocom or Zork style text adventures. Like what are, I'm trying to remember all of the different bits that come up in that. There's a DDR parody, oh, yeah. Dancing Revolution. Sorry. Um, and then there's just a long part where you're just kind of going through a maze. Uh, well, you hear about the history of boxing, but a fake one. Oh yes, completely um, contrafactual boxing history. That was actually really fun and 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 like amusingly written. I really liked that that, that section. Yeah, at the beginning of that section, um, when I was replaying, um, my audio was going in and out, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to because <laughs> like I have to stop the game and fix the audio because I'm not gonna go through this maze without hearing the, the history of boxing." Yeah, super funny, and it's it's really just like a new thing every minute. And that's what was so appealing about the game to begin with. It's just like, it's constantly throwing like new gameplay styles and ideas at you. It never gets hard. You know, it's not a game about like challenge or anything. It's just a game about sort of experiencing a series of bizarre gameplay ideas strung together with a sort of a loose absurdist plot. So the overall story is that Hop, the main character, the frog, uh, rides his dragon friend through space and goes to Bug Mars, a planet inhabited entirely by bugs, which, as you can imagine, is both a good and terrifying thing for a frog who spent the beginning of the game eating bugs. Uh, and then you uh, you travel through various places on Bug Mars. You go through that boxing maze that Laura mentions. 
And uh, finally, you get a spaceship where you can go out on a lengthy space journey away from Bug Mars. Which is a parody of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy text space adventure, I think. Yeah, I, I think know. so. It's really a, kind of like a one puzzle, fairly simple text adventure, but it, it has that sort of vibe, like the sort of, um, you know, a silly, absurdist puzzle based on sort of mundane stuff. And uh, then finally, I guess you return back to Bug Mars, where you are uh, elected uh, president of the planet. Uh, and that's where with the, the Dance Dance Revolution scene that Laura mentioned, which kind of takes the place of the election, I suppose. Um, and then at the end, there's a kind of a, a, a business simulator. Uh, and this was actually, this is the part, this is the other part that kind of stuck, stuck me when I was playing this the first time through. I got kind of stuck on the business simulator. Um, the business simulator is what Laura alluded to before the spoiler break about creating bug pornography. I guess you've like lemonade stand. Yeah. It's basically lemonade stand. Uh, only except for, you know, you're instead of making lemonade, you're making bug porn and selling it to bugs. Um, I thought you had to take that seriously at first. I was trying to make money by like playing the game and you have to make a pretty significant amount of money in order to finish the game. I, uh, I, I only realized like after quite a bit of frustrating, like not making money that you can just, because you're the president of bug Mars, in addition to doing the, uh, uh, in addition to a pornographer. Doing the government, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're both the president and a pornographer. That you can just print money. You can tell the Fed to print money as much as you want. And no matter how badly your business is doing, uh, within a few turns of printing the maximum amount of money, uh, you can make all the money that you need to win the game. Uh, if only life were so easy. And uh, that's uh, that's where things end. You end as the president of Bug Mars and a highly successful bug pornographer. Uh, slash frog with a lovely swimming pool. Yeah. Um, and that whole game is about an hour and it's, it, you'll, you'll breeze through it. It's, uh, it's just, it's just wild and weird and fun. And now it's available for free for download on your windows PC, no flash or browser stuff required. I will give one caveat. You generally don't have to take any game in this seriously until you get to, uh, the fourth game, I suppose, which in this one is the second one we talk about, where you actually have to solve puzzles <laughs> to get through them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about the Game of the Decade Edition DLC Hop's Iconic Hat. So if you're downloading this, you might think just that this is, uh, this is a re-release of the original Frog Fractions, which is well-known. Um, and that's great, and it is. It is a totally functional re-release of the original game. But buried within the free download of the original game is the DLC for Hop- Hop's Iconic Hat. Uh, if you load that up, and uh, you know, you, when you first load the menu, it gives you the option to play with or without the hat. Uh, you can choose to play with the hat, and, in, and it begins with the exact same scene. The game starts yes. exactly the same, except Hops is wearing a hat. Yes, and this is not a sequel you can do out of order. You can, but it will make even less sense. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 strange to say that, like, maybe we should take a quick second and talk about the, uh, the, the other game that is Frog Fractions 2. So the numbering on this is all confusing because uh, initially... Uh, 
after the success of Frog Fractions, the developer Jim Stormdancer, Jim, yeah, Jim Stormdancer, um, did a, a Kickstarter to to make Frog Fractions two, right? And um, as a part of that Kickstarter, he ran an ARG that I don't actually know very much about. Um, I've heard a little bit about it here and there, but like it, it was just for the just for the Kickstarter backers, I believe, um, leading up to the release of Frog Fractions two, and. Uh, I think as expected uh, by the people that were following along with it at the time, he didn't just release Frog Fractions 2 as Frog Fractions 2. He released a uh, a game, Glittermint and Grove, we mentioned it earlier, uh, onto Steam. And it, it sat there on Steam for a while before anyone knew that it was Frog Fractions 2, which I think is great, right? Like the game Glittermint and Grove is a full game that you can play in you know, I think beginning to end as just a, uh, a fairy city building simulator. Um, and the game within it or sort of beneath it, uh, that is frog fractions two, uh, is, or was or intended as frog fractions two is, uh, you know, it's, it's under the hood and it's there, but you, you, you would miss it if you didn't know where to look. I actually never got into it because I found it was very difficult to get past the, the city building fairy simulator stuff, but you know, neither here nor there. The numbering gets more confusing though, because the developer Jim Stormdancer later kind of retconned in that he said that, well, actually the ARG leading up to Glitterman Grove was Frog Fractions 2. Glitterman Grove is Frog Fractions 3. Hop's iconic hat DLC is Frog Fractions 4. Uh, but in a sense, it feels like the true Frog Fractions 2 in that it is a direct follow-up to the original Frog Fractions featuring the same character and a continuation of the quote-unquote story. Um, whereas Frog Fractions 2 slash Glitterman Grove was not that. It was its own thing. Yeah, this is very much the Irishman of Frog Fractions. It's like about being older and looking back at your adventures. <laughs> I didn't put it. <laughs> That's sure. a really weird way to put it, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like Hop, uh, the character, the 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 little tree frog sprite that essentially had no true character to him in frog fractions one. Uh, here he is a, an older married ex president frog. The majority of this game plays out in a texted, not tent in a, a point and click adventure like style. So when you boot up uh, frog fractions uh, game of the decade edition and enable the hat, you put your hat on. Mm-hmm. Yes, it begins identical to the original Frog Fractions, but wearing a hat. But uh, not too far into it, about the point where you would go on your adventure. Well, actually, the first thing that you'll notice is that uh, at, at the point where you upgrade the turtle to become the dragon, uh, you you can notice that rather than just sort of flying around freely like the dragon usually does, he's held up by sticks in a very sort of theatrical way. And uh, very shortly after that, when you upgrade and get the warp drive and begin to go out on your adventure, uh, the sort of camera pulls back and you realize that you're not watching the original Frog Fractions. You're watching a play dramatizing the events of Frog Fractions 1, starring Hop, who is now no longer the president of Bug Mars. He's retired in disgrace and he is impeached. Yes, he is impeached. And he is uh, he is now just the uh, he's he's acting out the story of his original adventure uh, for uh, for an audience of like three people every night. Uh, and 
unfortunately for Hops and for uh, drama at large, uh, he is being heckled, and that is what interrupts him. He's right. being heckled by a troll, by a terrible, terrible troll. Yeah, what was his uh, name again? He's just like content a content aware Phil. That's and right, he's just content like aware awful Phil. Emoji man. <laughs> yeah, he's. Hor- I mean, you know, the, that's sort of the art style of Frog Fractions is just like including like. Uh, seemingly out of place, like not particularly great art that would feel very much at home on a, in a, uh, edutainment game or on a motivational poster or in the gifts at the bottom of a nineties, uh, webpage, all that sort of thing. So yes, you know, poor hop is down on his luck. He's, you know, uh, he's being heckled by, by an uncaring audience, all he wants to do is tell the story of his big adventure from the first game and kind of relive his glory days. But, uh, but it seems like, it seems like that's getting harder and harder for him to do. And, you know, and his boss is a chair that smokes a cigarette, which is probably what the hardest I laughed at this game. Yeah. The chair was good. Very, very good. And at this point it sort of uh, spins out as a point and click adventure game. And most of the game takes place in this sort of point-and-click adventure game mode with sort of action sequences taking on other gameplay styles in a way that sort of feels very much of a piece with the original Frog Fraction. So, um, you know, we we learn about uh, Hop's home life. You know, we go back to his house and meet his lovely wife who, uh, oh, what was what was her name? It was like... It's, I know it's Patricia, but I don't know her last name. Um, it, uh, Hop, it was like uh, tri- Patricia Hop, Hop's Meow. Patricia with an H. Uh, ha- oh, yeah, because she's wearing a hat. Right. Because she also, because everywhere is hats. Yes, yes. Ha, so Hatricia Hops Meow is a cat, and that's his wife. And she is a kind of um, uh, Indiana Jones parody. Uh, she's kind of got the the whip and the hat. And she, uh, fairly early in the game, goes off on a on an adventure of her own that seems much cooler than your adventure. But, you know, you keep phoning in and checking in with her. Um, and he has a kid now. And what I think is funniest about this is that the art that was sort of the like cover art for frog fractions uh, featured a kind of a bulbous nineties art looking illustration of a frog that in no way resembled hops, the main character in the game at all. Yeah. Uh, but it was part of the game from a pretty, I'm pretty sure at the beginning it's, it's definitely been around since before this version of the game. And uh, that frog is in this game it is Hop's new, uh, his daughter, his teenage daughter, uh, sassy teenage daughter named October Hop's meow, I guess. Um, and uh, October or Toby uh, is, you know, kind of a surly teen who uh, somewhat incongruously loves to clean and organize things. And so a lot of the initial puzzles are about getting out of your apartment. Uh, your Your apartment is... Uh, you're protected by a uh, secret service person as all former presidents are, and you have to sneak past them along with your daughter to kind of go out on a father daughter adventure. Uh, Man, like the daddening of games continues, right? Like even, even the frogs are not. I know. I do appreciate that. Like dad is uh, off with Toby because mom is literally being Indiana Jones and becoming a God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I actually kind of enjoy that, like, they're continuing to throw more character into this. Like, it has – the original game had a story, quote-unquote, but it was mostly just a 
series of bizarre and and seemingly disconnected events. Whereas this feels like a story and it, it feels really, I mean, it's fun. Like I wouldn't exactly go so far as to say that like, I really felt for hops and his daughter or his friend, the dragon or any of that, but it, it, it definitely adds something to sort of suddenly feel like, oh, not only am I like playing out this bizarre story of of bizarre events, but like this is a this is it feels like getting a gang back together, even if the gang is, you know, sprite art from a weird flash game that you played back in 2012. It, it, it was a neat feel. Yeah, and there's a lot about kind of nostalgia. Like he not only isn't a theater uh, troupe reliving his adventures he they go to a museum that is just uh pieces of the game as exhibits um they have so many references to the first game throughout it's it's kind of like he is putting his own game into a museum as part of this game of the decade and then saying like cool but we're gonna have a different adventure now yeah and um it, there's intrigue you know there's a uh, there's an evil robot out to get hop and uh, he has to reunite with his uh, dragon friend. And uh, there's some new gameplay styles in it that feel very like they're, they're cool, like more entertaining from a gameplay perspective than almost anything in the original frog fractions. The two bits that I thought were the best were uh, the game has a kind of Ikaruga style uh, scrolling shooter section where you're riding around on uh, on the back of uh, of the dragon and uh, hop and uh, October uh, can switch places. And so it changes the color of your shield because of course frogs have shields and you're being chased by uh, this evil robot uh, who's firing various different, you know, shooter style patterns of bullets at you. Uh, and the bullets are all spoilers, which I thought was hilarious so like you're playing a very ikaruga style shooter it's kind of much easier than that but like uh has that sort of same kind of gameplay style of switching colors to to deflect different colors of bullets and then anytime you get hit uh you see a spoiler for something yeah very basic stuff like uh you know uh uh luke is leia's sister yeah that kind uh, of opposite stuff. of that leia is luke's sister that, yeah that would be a different spoiler yeah or like gandalf <laughs> dies that kind of stuff um, but like very, very basic, like spoilers, but I think it's very funny to think of like, okay, the consequence of losing at this game is you get other stuff spoiled for you. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun one. And then the other, uh, other section that I thought was like much more accomplished from a gameplay perspective than anything in the original frog fractions, uh, was the, about the midpoint of the game, there's a dig dug clone type of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's much more complex and deep than it seems on the surface. Uh, there's You start off in a small Dig Dug clone in the middle of the game, and then after the false credit sequence, which both games have false credit sequences, mm-hmm. you then get a super extensive version of Dig Dug. Yeah, and uh, it, calling it Dig Dug is a little bit reductive. It has that visual style in that it's like sort of like low-res pixel art. Um, but and it's the digging game. Yeah, yeah, and of course, like you're digging under the ground and collecting things like uh, like diamonds. Um, but it has some really clever little uh, arcadey mechanics to it. So you have a, a limited number of ladders. So if you need to climb up a certain distance, you uh, you use those ladders, and you have to return to the surface to replenish your ladders. And there's checkpoints, and and it's actually pretty neat. And I uh, even post credits, like you know, when you can kind of. 
I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I didn't get to any ending to that post credits. I played to the credits and then played some of that sort of extended version of the, uh, of the digging game. I, I don't know if there's an end to that. I suspect there is. There is. It takes some time to get to because the, it's so extensive. There's yeah. like seven checkpoints. There's a lot of checkpoints and you get, there's a lot of videotapes to dig up and you're, um, a lot of tubes to send things through. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I it's think it's extensive. Yeah. I think it's, uh, like the, the, uh, the game up to the actual credits are, there's, there's no additional types of game after that. Right. Yeah. So, you, so you, you didn't miss anything like that. Yeah. And it's basically com- a complete game at that point. Um, and that is about two hours. So twice as long as the original frog fractions, I think. Um, and then if you count however much time you might potentially spend on that sort of dig dug meets Mr. Driller meets Spelunky uh, style digging game, then there's some um, probably about another couple of hours of stuff there uh, to, to dig into. No pun intended. Depends on how good you are at that game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and how much patience you have. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really liked this. I liked it better than the original frog fractions in a lot of ways it, you know, it, it had a little bit more going on in terms of story. It was obviously like, it couldn't stand alone. It requires the original frog fractions and, uh, and like kind of requires you to have familiarity with it. If you have already played the original frog fractions, I'd still recommend replaying it before digging into frog fractions Hop's iconic hat DLC, um, just because it is going to be referencing bits from the original game pretty consistently. And that original game takes like one hour max to get through. So um, I would recommend doing them both kind of one after the other. Um, and if you like this, then you've still got the option to go and check out uh, uh, Glitter Mitten Grove, the sort of uh, mid-quill uh, that would come between these two. Yeah, it's a shame that you can't uh, bottle ARGs, but that is their nature. Yes, indeed. I, I bet there's a good YouTube video out there kind of summarizing the uh, the ARG, and I think that's probably the only way you could go back and kind of re-experience uh, the true Frog Fractions 2. Um, but otherwise, all this stuff is on Steam and Itch, and you can get Frog Fractions on uh, it's for free on Steam, and you can get the the, uh, the DLC for ten bucks. And I would definitely recommend it. Consider it basically your ten dollar purchase is funding the entirety of the Frog Fractions thing. Um, and if you want to check out Glittermint and Grove, of course that's also on Steam and is also a, uh, a part of that uh, itch bundle. If you happen to pick that up back when we were talking about it, yeah, it's funny that this game is. Because it was free and because it was early weird, it, it has kind of become part of game literacy, even if you just play the free one for a few minutes to figure out what it is. It, it, it feels kind of like one of those games that people will reference as a frog fractions type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's fun to just play a game and not know what kind of game style is coming next. Yeah, it has a little bit of a feel of like a narrative WarioWare. Yeah, it's if you like this, we also suggest you check out our episode on Pony Island. Uh, that one is a bit darker, but it is definitely the kind of morphing game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I like things that do this. You know, even if it's uh, it, 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 games like this aren't ever really able to like go deep on anything in particular, but having breadth is sometimes a, a big plus being able to get a sort of a, a fun shuffle of new ideas every minute just makes it really entertaining to get through. I don't think there's much replay value here, but uh, probably doesn't matter. Yeah, it also feels really good to have a forgiving version of that game because often these are kind of hardcore 
uh, challenge games where like, can you get through the gauntlet? This is not a gauntlet. This is uh, fun surprises. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Um, I'll, I'll mention a couple of things because they're there in terms of getting through the game. It is very forgiving, but there are a couple of places where it's definitely possible to get stuck. And I'm just going to mention mm-hmm. them here real quick. Um, in the yes, first game, if you I, I got stuck even this time because it had been many years since I played the original game the first time through, I got stuck on the text adventure. And, um, uh, the text adventure, like a lot of text adventures, isn't super clear about your goals or how to accomplish them. You know, your goal in the text adventure is to be able to power up the sleep pod on your ship so that you can complete your, oh, and also to turn on the navigation computer of your ship so that you can fly it back to bug Mars. And, uh, the, the whole spaceship is only three rooms, uh, and it's pretty easy to find the third room. It's at the bottom of your ship. You just got to move the rug and open the thing. Um, but I did find it was a little confusing at times. Uh, so you just want to try to pick up everything. This is the obvious like uh, text adventure uh, hint. But um, even places that don't seem like there's anything that you can pick up. So for example, there is a bundle of wires protruding from a wall. And in amongst those is stuff that you can pick up. I'm not going to get into specific uh, puzzle solutions here, but like it I got stuck on that bit. If you're really stuck, uh, you know, solution to that is a Google search away. Don't let it kill your uh, your momentum through this thing because it's not really meant to be that sort of thing. It's meant to be a couple of minutes in this text adventure mode and and then move on. Yes, and where I got stuck in the text adventure is you will at some point encounter a piece of paper and they will say that the piece of paper is in your game package. That does not mean that it is a file in the computers eh, game package. yeah it's a joke right it's just a joke it's about a how joke. old games would sometimes include those sorts of feelies but we've been i've been trained from games like ponytail or ponytail pony island or undertale uh that sometimes you do need to look at files uh that is just a joke move on and also if you take the paper the tape does not come with it Good, good, good point. Yeah, that, that was definitely another thing that kind of stuck me up. Um, and the other thing would be like, I, I didn't get stuck very often in the DLC portion of the game, but I did get a little bit lost at the, uh, there's a sort of a final boss encounter that takes the form of a very simple JRPG fight. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, the first thing about it that's a little confusing is that each time you're giving a command to, you got four characters at that point, and you can tell any of the four of them to attack any of the characters on screen. So you can attack the enemy robot that you're fighting, or you can have your party members attack each other, uh, which seemed confusing at the, at the front the start. And I ended up dying a lot because I was trying to figure out how to like game the game, the like HP meters. Um, but mm-hmm. if you let that fight go more than a few turns, they will, he will kill you. The, and I, I died quite a few times uh, going through it. Um, and until I, I actually think I had to, I had to look up a YouTube video of somebody playing through that fight, which made me feel very stupid when I realized that that um, each character has a kind of a limit break. When they take a certain amount of damage, they automatically do a big attack. And um, I, I just the, think about how to activate those limit breaks for all of your party members, um, even the ones that you may not like. That would be the way I'd put it in terms of a lightweight spoiler light hint is uh, try to activate those limit breaks, even for the characters that you may not be particularly fond of. Yeah. And that's a case where I think the game has trained you that often dying a couple times is part of the game in that section. It is not right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's I mean, not gonna going to stop you. You can die and like, start it over. No big deal. But, but the dying does not progress the game. 
Right. Yeah. And I, I was confused. And I, I ended up probably dying like five or six times there before I realized what I needed to do to kind of push things forward. I very seriously played that solitaire game <laughs> <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I immediately failed the, the solitaire game. Like I immediately failed it. Um, and when you fail it, it does, you know, it progresses the game. Like you, you lose solitaire once, I think. And it, I, I'm not sure. How do you, how do you, I didn't even know you could play it. I mean, how do you fail solitaire? I just randomly clicked a bunch of cards. Oh, like I played all the way to almost the end, but so you get, um, did you get to the part where, so in the solitaire game, Mm -hmm. um, you're playing normal solitaire and then suddenly you get like actual magic cards. No, I didn't get that. (laughs) They cast spells. No, I, I I was like, I, Um, I was like, I don't really feel like engaging with solitaire and I bet this game isn't going to make me. So I just like started like dragging and dropping cards onto each other at random. And very quickly, very quickly, what it does is it, it uh, the, the solitaire game ends and you get that Windows 95 solitaire animation where the cards yeah, kind 52 of jump card pick up. Yeah. out of the thing. But they are all jumping out of the screen and onto the ground, <laughs> which I thought was very So funny. if you take solitaire seriously, um, it's normally in solitaire and then you start getting games like cards from the game of sets for like the squiggle lines in it hmm. that don't do anything. And then you get um, like... And then at some point during the first way through the deck, you get two magic cards. You get um, Fireball and Heal. <laughs> and uh, what Fireball does is it will take an entire stack of your cards that you've made. And if you click on any card, everything under that will go back into the deck. That's great. I completely missed that. That's really cool. And then if you cast Heal, it will transform the entire column including if you've got weird cards, like there's Uno cards in the deck and there are like tarot (laughs) cards in the deck. And if you cast heal on them, they will turn into hearts cards, but you find eventually that you can cast heal and everything will turn to hearts. So then you can't beat the game. No. (laughs) So you end up with like multiple versions of hearts. So I got through almost the whole, like I got up to like, tens like where everything across was in tens but i'd accidentally turned too many things into hearts and couldn't beat the game so when i hit deal again and they were like hey you want to play 52 card pickup i was like no i want to play the solitaire game again that was great that's very funny i completely missed that entire uh section i guess it just sort of like um you know if you if you act like you don't care about solitaire it just takes you at your word and just like throws all the cards on the ground which is great which is great yeah <laughs> well that's really neat i i really i enjoyed playing through this um it given that so i, I should probably mention i didn't mention at the top of the show that uh thank you for bearing with us through our brief uh hiatus there i uh just finished my uh, parental leave for baby number two uh and i am back to work and back to the podcast but you know, I'm still uh, taking care of a a very small baby, and so things are still a little wonky for me. And so, uh, please forgive us for any wonkiness with the podcast. Uh, but we we are back to it. So uh, eager to get back to playing and talking about video games. Uh, if you have any suggestions of short video games that uh, you'd like to hear about on the show, and I'll put out a personal call specifically, I would really, really love games that I can play on things like uh, the Switch or even on a phone, um, because mm. it's it's the kind of time for me right now where that's that is more convenient. Um, then uh, throw those suggestions to us, and we'll say short. Games on the phone. Yes. So we are getting a lot of recommendations for 
long games on the phone. Yeah, that's the tricky thing is like uh, my my time is also extremely limited right now. So, you know, uh, I, uh, Frog Fractions 2, I think I spent altogether maybe three hours covering all of this Frog Fractions stuff. Um, but that was three hours spread across like five days. So uh, I am definitely in need of your real short recommendations right now um, so that we can stay on uh, on schedule. Would love to hear about those one hour games that you have been saving up for us we did a 45 minute episode on uh a 15 minute game the emerald heist with the tiger in the name yes. dr Lang laszlo langeskov yes langeskov yes. um so we are there's no game too short quite quite true so uh throw them at us and you can do that either via twitter at underscore short game or on our website www.theshortgame.net where we've got a contact form or of course you can join us on patreon and join our discord and that's the best place to chat with us about the games that we're playing or make suggestions and all of that stuff um so our patreon is patreon.com slash the short game or you can find a link from our website uh and all of our listeners at a dollar a month or more get immediately uh, admitted to our members only discord where we talk about all this stuff and uh, we would love to see you there Uh, thanks very much for anyone who is supporting us and uh yeah so thanks for uh for joining us on this uh this belated episode glad to be back to it um you can find me on the internet at reagan k that's r-a-y-g-a-n-k on twitter and laura where can people find you you can find me on twitter at laura j nash and uh thank you so much for listening to the short game